It's the month of love at Sate, and the asterisk is here to get intimate. Get your chocolate and flowers and join the president and VPX on the bed of Italian rose petals they maintain in the back of campus center. It's time to podcast. copyright claim being filed against me i can't continue because i think we're gonna get struck <laughs> i don't know but if it mary sounds similar valentine's enough. yeah mary <laughs> valentine's day if i sing it off key does that count i think that probably beats that copyright rule mary valentine's day to you too liam very excited for us to be experiencing this wonderful bed of italian rose petals oh yeah it's quite comfy you know i did get some up in my butt though hold on yeah okay gotta dislodge those problem with rose petals they don't tell you is that they stick to your skin real bad yeah the like, more you know they're nice but once you lie on them for a little bit you start to break down in the rose water i suppose it is do you think if you have them. a bed of rose petals do they ever accidentally get like a couple thorns in there oh and then yeah. you're rolling around like that well, kevin spacey movie i know we're on it so we should know this but is the bed actually made of rose petals or is the bed with a ro- i was picturing a normal bed with a layer of rose petals atop like not roses like never roses just the <laughs> petals because if you I have roses, roses that would be not a great time poorly designed bed yes yeah all in all yeah well we're here we're back in the studio um after a long absence we record some of these uh we like to pretend we record record them all on like the day it comes out but it, we don't these uh, are productions that take quite a bit of time and uh, energy to edit and stuff so we actually recorded the january podcast a little before the break so we've just come back from our winter break when we're recording this or like we've been here for like a week and a bit mm-hmm. so uh technically it's still january but i'm still feeling intimate i'm still feeling <laughs> feeling nice and romantic um you're wearing we're, your shorts you're showing some skin yeah i for our listeners i'm wearing it's my day off and i come in on my days off to do the podcast because i care so much um so very much uh, i'm gonna get emotional talking about it um <laughs> But I'm wearing a toque, shorts, pajama shorts, that is, and blundstones. I didn't even realize they were pajama shorts. The more you know. They are pajama shorts. So they're super soft, too? They're super soft. And because you rescheduled on my day off and made me come in even earlier than I wanted to, I didn't have time to get (laughs) Starbucks, and so I'm decaffeinated. That's too bad. Um, I got my Dr. Pepper beside me, so I'm going to be slightly caffeinated. I'm decaffeinated, a little hungover. And in pajama shorts. So these shorts are the only thing keeping me grounded on earth right now. You know, that uh, piece about being a little bit hungover, maybe that's one of the reasons you're feeling a little frisky today, Liam. Yeah. You know, is that a thing? Like, is it I was hungover watching, or is it just when you have alcohol? I was watching Letterkenny, the new season, the other day. And they all one episode is they all have hangovers. And they go get brunch and they try and like fix it in various methods. But the, the end result is that everyone settles on sex as the best <laughs> hangover cure and everyone like scurries <laughs> off to go have sex with each other um <laughs> and so like is that a thing because it works but is there is this medically supported or does like do people just want to have sex because it like, makes them yeah. feel better when they feel bad no matter what what's causing them to feel i feel bad. bad maybe we can just do this 
fixes everything pretty much, right? It usually does, to be honest. Everyone feels better after a little rolling around in the hay. You What's know? it called in The Sims? Woohoo? A little woohoo. A little woohoo. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite extra word for, for the sex. <laughs> you speak simlish now? Yeah. Um, You know the lady who did I'm Walking on Sunshine? Allie and AJ? Is that her name? I don't know. That's the Disney Channel one. Okay. Well, the lady who originally did I'm Walking on Sunshine, she sang that in Simlish for the release of The Sims 3. That's a fun little <laughs> fact from me. <laughs> That's so amazing. If you guys are looking for the Simlish version, you can, you know, you can share that. Um, let's try. Let's see if we can put a clip of that in. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't break copyright, someone please throw that in. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um also, Simlish is, like, documented to be completely meaningless. So, like, I don't know how she, like... It's not like Klingon, where you can, like, just translate. Like, it's just a stupid gibberish, so... Um, yeah, we're here. We're good. We're joined by the ghost uh, of Theodora of Constantinople, the uh, late and great wife of Justinian I, the greatest Byzantine emperor. Uh, she's staring at us, telling us to... Look out for the empire and look out for our masks rubbing up against the microphone or she will behead us. Will do, Theodora. Sounds good, Theodora. Will do. But yeah, we're uh, we're we're stoked. We're uh, happy to be back. I hope everyone is having a very uh, romantic quarantine Valentine's Day. I hope you're already sharing a household with the person you love. Otherwise, do not have a romantic holiday. <laughs> Don't. Actually, maybe restrictions will be uh, raised by the time we're... Let's hope. Yeah, by the time we're, where this comes out. In which case, take your sweetie out to lunch. Eight to 20 feet apart. Or for a massage, because you'll be allowed to by then, probably. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when I was growing up, I was told never to get anywhere closer than 10 feet to someone I, I might be attracted to. That's fair. You yeah. don't want to ruin it by showing them your legs. Yeah. Well, not because of any indiscretions that I'm prone to. It's just... <laughs> it's sin- sinful. Ah, uh, yeah. Avoid temptation, Ryan, at of all course. times. So remain abstinent this <laughs> this Valentine's Day, and uh, stay safe out there, kids. But uh, we do have a little uh, Ryan. I do want to know a little bit more about your knowledge of getting frisky, in a segment I like to call "Getting Frisky" with Liam. So join me on the. Uh, like let's sit up on this bed of rose petals i was gonna say join me on the bed of rose petals but we're already on it um so join play with me in this space i'm gonna ask you a few questions here about love making okay i have another question about the bed of rose petals first okay i Uh, think that is kind of about love making how deep is the bed like is it more of like a pool of rose petals because i don't think like are they thick or i think they have to be contained in some sort of vessel so can you like swim under the roll the rose petals in your bed um or is it just like on a mattress and then it's like a mattress a bed of mattress but just covered in rose petals well okay i'm picturing a mattress that is filled with rose petals filled with rose petals yeah like so you're not actually touching the rose petals well that's the problem i want to be on them rose petals and i already said i got some stuck in my butt crack so in this headspace we are in we're in in contact with we're in a pool we're in a pool yes a vessel of rose petals when okay can i just quickly man we're so bad at tangents but when i was a kid and i was told about a waterbed I pictured what I now know to be a sensory deprivation chamber. Just like a, 
like a, a, a like a tube just filled with like nice water that you sleep yeah, in. Yeah, you know those like toys that kids get that look like um. Oh yeah. Uh, a uh, ooh, man, they look like a a a, a light of flesh. Yeah. <laughs> but like they, they just like uh, you can like press them, they <laughs> squeeze out, and they're like this weird tube of like water, and there's glitter in there and, and stuff. And a fish usually a yeah, little, a little like fish toy. Fish. Yeah, a fish. Like I figured you just like go chill in one. Of those. <laughs> That's so, like, what know, a water just, like, bed is. Burrito wrap around you. And I'm a little disappointed by what a waterbed is now. Now I just find out it's something with no lumbar support. Mm. Okay. I have some questions about you. Well, wait, not about it's you. It's about for, me. For you. A test that I'm unprepared for and didn't know about until I today. Said, I, well, I almost said I almost have questions about you and your lovemaking. But no, I don't. <laughs> We're not getting that reviewing. I have questions for you about not even lovemaking. Reproduction. This quiz is called Finding Love in the Animal Kingdom. Please start the quiz music that I'm sure we have ready. And we're back. I'm terrified. Are you ready for your first question? No. Mm -mm. This one is for all the pennies. No, wait. I should say that in the last question. This one's for the first penny. Sounds like a worthwhile endeavor. Let's do it. How does the bower bird, which is a bird, attract its lover? A, hopping and dancing. B, building a magnificent art piece. C, singing a song that sounds like a lawnmower. Or D, catcalling. Oh, I'm torn between the lawnmower and the cat call. I'm going to go with cat call because I, <laughs> I want that to be true. Hey, baby. <laughs> you flying from tree to tree? It's <laughs> a nice wingspan you got there. <laughs> or I can't imagine a bird sounding like, I'm not going to be able to do it. Maybe you can. Oh, yeah. Well, if anyone is qualified to do what you just failed to do, it's definitely a bird, right? Exactly. Can you imagine? Like, there's just ladies walking around thinking people are catcalling them, and it's just a bird in a tree <laughs> nearby. <laughs> uh, so you're wrong. It's not catcalling. Uh, they build an art piece out of wood detritus. Bowerbirds like to show off their skills by building extravagant structures known as bowers. Now you know why they're called bowerbirds. Mm. Out of twigs with floors covered with bones, shells, and stones. The bones is a little disconcerting. Yeah, that's... Like, come back to my love nest. Made of it's death. It's co covered in bones. <laughs> it looks like the a cartoon bear's den. <laughs> like a character wanders into a cave for shelter and, like, steps on a skull. It goes, oh, no. But the ladybird in this scenario is like, damn... Yeah, in this case, she's like, oh, damn, bones. You got a skull? Damn. Yeah, I hope there's another bone when I'm I came in from. It. <laughs> <laughs> there's another bone. They, thank you. They don't just leave it there, though. They like to decorate it as well, filling their bowers with shiny objects and flower petals. So they would, might create a rose petal bed for their birds to get bowering on. That's amazing. What a lovely, what a lovely, lovely bird. Yeah, zero what, for one. Yeah, what could make a prairie vole? Cheat on its mate. What's a vole? A vole's like a weird little mouse thing. Okay, it's a not rodent. a bird. Not a bird. Okay. It's just a picture of a tiny, teeny little mouse. Okay. Watch someone, watch some like naturalist or something come mm. in here and like, in the comments and be like, actually, voles are like twice the size of mice. Like, I don't know. It's a, it, looked like, it looked like a mouse on the internet to me. A, the vole forgets it has a partner because their brains are so small. B, a fatter vole comes along, indicating fertility. C, 
it gets sloshed with the boys. Mm-hmm. Or D, mm-hmm. trick question, voles are not mon- monogamous. I want to go with the forgets one. It forgets. They're pretty small. Their brain's probably pretty small, too. That's yeah. fair enough. Let's go forgets. Full forgets it has a partner. Eh, wrong. Getting sloshed with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> on vole juice? Yeah, what does it get sloshed on? A recent study showed that... So, voles are... Prairie voles are famously monogamous. Famously. Um, a recent study showed that when their partner is stressed, they give them the equivalent of hugs and kisses. They will spend upwards to of fifty to sixty percent of their time together, if not more. Wow. Um, if any of the member, if any mem- if a, a member of either sex approaches the happy couple, they will chase them away <laughs> together, uh, unless, of course, the male is drunk. Researchers in Oregon tested the critter's fidelity while under the influence and found that females will become closer to their mates, but drunk males will cheat on them. <laughs> <laughs> like this is such a rough life what do they what do they get drunk on like prairie berries or something i don't think they do in nature is the thing oh so <laughs> like scientists these, being these like scientists hey. were just like let's get this mouse drunk <laughs> get this mouse drunk and see if they cheat <laughs> someone wrote their thesis on getting this little tiny little vole sloshed off his rocker <laughs> and being like making it ruining his marriage this is science that's going to change the world well, this is why we shouldn't be meddling, you know? We're out here ruining bull marriages. That's pretty rough. You are a hermaphroditic garden snail. Okay. That's the end of the sentence. No, I'm just kidding. Let's picture that. You're okay. herma- I feel it. I feel it. You're a hermaphroditic garden snail. Get in this headspace. And you want to get down with another hermaphroditic garden snail. How do you go about this? A, ask politely. B, Increase the size of one of your sexual organs and display it, causing them to grow the corresponding organ to matching size. C. Stab them with your love dart. D. Released your gift upon the ground and let them slide on over it. Or, uh, sorry, E. Pheromones. Just the word pheromones. Okay, Liam, I'm between love dart and growing organs. Um... That sounds like between a rock and a hard place there. Uh, okay, let's go with love I'm, dart. I'm We're going with the love dart. Shoot it with s- the love dart. I'm using that to describe a hard, tough situation from now on. I'm stuck between a, a love dart and a growing organ. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Snails nice. are hermaphrodites, so have both male and female organs. But rather than competing with each other to decide who gets to be the male, I don't know why they compete to, with each other to decide who gets to be the male. I mean, we just determined in the last question that males are pretty shitty. Both snails get impregnated. Yeah. Both, so they shoot each other with. What? I'll, I'll, allow me to continue. The this isn't the only strange things about the way snails mate, though. Sperm is injected. I mean, isn't it always? By stabbing the other snail with a sharp reproductive organ. I mean, isn't it always? Nicknamed a love dart. <laughs> Being repeatedly stabbed does take its toll, though, and over time can result in death. Just like anywhere. Like is that how? Yeah, snail, I you think can that's just, the like, difference. Muck the st- the love dart anywhere in the other snail. Yeah, I think that's the main difference. I was like sharp injection. That sounds pretty normal. Hmm. I think it's the fact that it's literally just like <laughs> like sta- <a> stabbing. <laughs> Snails are pretty soft, though. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> Poof. Uh, it's consensual, though. They're stoked on it. And they do it to each other. So Is it, is it consensual if it's just a stab? Well, I, mean, I don't think animals can consent. I don't know what the... I don't think they're little brain. Maybe sorry, not all animals. Do slugs know, let's have not get brains? into this. Let's not get into this. But like slugs, I don't think could. 
because look, mm-hmm. they don't even have brains, right? They don't have brains. Do They're they? just a bundle of nerves in a big old. Like, yeah, little... like a jellyfish, and they yeah. just kind of like. They just like scoot around. around, yeah, and, and eat garbage, slime on things, and slam love darts I into think, each other. I don't mean to gatekeep here, but I think in order to properly consent, you need to have a brain. I would say that's probably. Yeah, I'm no sex scientist though. Why should you not trust a box of chocolates from a nursery web spider? A box of chocolates from a n- because they eat the other one. A, the chocolates are actually a slightly poisonous bug, which will make you pass out, leaving you <laughs> vulnerable. B, he already ate all the chocolates and has resealed the package. <laughs> C, nursery web spiders are real pricks who who. <laughs> Real pricks and get you cho- coconut sweets, even though you famously hate coconut. <laughs> or D, the chocolates are really pre-fertilized eggs from another partner, which five days after ingestion burst forth from your butt, fully grown. Yeah, the burst from the butt one. That makes sense for nursery. A nursery web spider. Yeah. Oh. Bursting butt. Is that your final answer? It is. Okay. Oh. He already ate all the chocolates and resealed the package. Oh, no. Nothing says I love you to a nursery web spider like a little bundle of food wrapped in pretty, pretty white silk. The males give their gifts to females as a request to mate. Uh, The female then inspects the parcel, and if she accepts, he mates with her while she unwraps and eats the meal, keeping her busy. Except research shows the male often lies. If he gets hungry before he brings the gift, he'll just suck out the food and present a beautifully wrapped exoskeleton. Sometimes they don't even bother with an exoskeleton, says a scientist uh, named Vertolin. They use a twig. (laughs) Sometimes the female weighs it, but is fooled by how pretty the wrapping is. When she finds out, the relationship ends immediately. (laughs) It's too late, though. I know. He's already already ended the relationship. The love dart has already been placed. Yeah. Anyway, nursery web spider. Don't trust a box of chocolates. Terrible gift givers. That's scary. Imagine someone gave you like one of the answers we can. I was gonna put in there was just like <laughs> it's just like anthrax, but like I didn't actually think that. Like I honestly started writing the question before I found out the real answer, and I just like slotted it in there, and I was like, this is the one that sounds the most ridiculous. <laughs> like it sounded like the joke one, <laughs> which is true about how the anglerfish does the dirty. A. They make love so well, they perform a Dragon Ball Z-style fusion of bodies into a greater being. B, the male must use its phosphorescent bulb, or bioluminescent, I suppose is the word, to lure the female like prey. Female like prey. I meant female (laughs) like prey. (laughs) Um, C, the female eats the male after impregnation. Or D, the anglerfish is asexual, because even they would find each other disgusting. The asexual one final answer you reckon that's what i reckon these are the ones that in finding nemo like, yeah they, they have the, the big light. underjaw thing that yeah. like swoops out like crazy yeah and they live in the deep right they live in, in the, the dark deep, deep dark uh so that is the wrong answer they make love so well they perform a dragon ball c style fusion of bodies into a greater being when you live so deep in the ocean finding mate is not an easy task so females make the most of it when they do and fuse with the males the two actually share a circulatory system what? The, yeah, the male receives nutrients from the female, and the female recer- receives sperm from the male through the circulatory system. That is a gross. You get stabbed. You don't want to 
whatever leaks out yeah, of there. Yeah, is that a stab? Is that another love no. dart? Like, does, but it's a love dart, but with like a vein and an artery that just like. I guess they literally fuse together into like one. Do they separate after? I. It's a good question. Or is it like they fuse because the female just eats the male and they just? Well, this sounds like a codependent relationship to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think they're stuck together. Like they fuse together. And one of them just gets subsumed into the other. Much like a real toxic relationship. <laughs> males may have to share, though, as one female confused with many males. So it sounds like she's, she fuses, but she the male is subsumed by her. Good for her. You know? is it the, are the males really small? Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's what the ghost I says? I mean, I just don't know. I got, yeah, the ghost of Theodore is nodding at me, but they are small. But also, I think logistically, they'd have to be small. Like, how can she fuse with so many males? Yeah, you know? okay. You're interested in impregnating a hangfly. I've got news for you. You're interested in impregnating a hangfly, but your junk takes 20 minutes to get ready for action. How do you keep her occupied? A, hang upside down on her favorite leaf, holding the hangfly equivalent of a boombox above slash under your head. B, Get the drop on her in a hibernation state called spooling. Mm. C. Offer her a ground chestnut, commonly referred to as a yum nut. Or D. Give her a large enough meal to give her, keep her busy while you prepare. Throwing it back to the yum nuts. I Sa- don't know what Santa's you're talking about. Yum nuts. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> The origin of the Yumna. A hang flies. This is just an innocent ground chestnut called a Yumnut. And uh, not, <laughs> this is an equally valid answer that you could choose. I'm between the, the spooling one, because that sounds that sounds really insect like. And then also the the first one about the gift. But I feel like there's already a gift one. Maybe it's a theme though. Let's go with gift. The gift. The Which nice one is gift. That? The A. The first one. What the was hanging it? upside down on her favorite leaf, holding the hangfly equivalent of a boombox above slash under your head. Oh no, I was thinking of the yumnut as the gift. Offer her a ground chestnut called a yumnut. No, it's the it's the boombox. Let's go boombox. The boombox. Okay. <laughs> uh. Give her a large enough meal to keep her busy while you prepare. Quantity is key in this relationship. The male hangfly. I'm gonna switch to so David Attenborough. The male hanging hangfly must find a large enough insect to keep his chosen female busy eating while he mates with her. It takes about twenty minutes for her sperm storage organ to fill. That's disgusting. You <laughs> can I can David Attenborough please do a documentary where he's just like, ew, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> what this the- disgusting fly. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> oh, what? Look at her in her natural habitat. Just being gross and stuff. <laughs> As God made her. <laughs> if she runs out of food before he's done, she kicks him off and sends him packing. But if her storage unit <laughs> fills up before she's done eating the insect, he's no longer interested in mating with her, and he'll take the food and re-gift it to someone else. <laughs> Which one has the hey, sperm baby, storage a, unit? Is it the man or I the... Think, I think it's fair to say the female. I think, like, by definition in nature, the one with the sperm storage unit. Can we stop calling that? Let's just call it the So it's SSU. like filling up for gas. It's, it's like, like you, you put it in, you gotta wait, like, some time. 
It's just like filling up for gas. Yeah. Does gas take you 20 minutes? If you fi- if you fill up the gas and it's full, but you still got some money, maybe you give some gas to the next guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- or you, you get your it. money back. The money's the food. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You could I already filled up the tank, so. <laughs> it's like a gas station gift card or something. Exactly. Like, Look, I'm going to re-gift the rest. Here's 50 <laughs> cents <laughs> Look, you Look, got, you got some. Uh, so you got one out of six correct answers, Ryan. Brutal. Yeah. Feel, uh, I was going to say congratulations, but you really blew that one. No. Yeah. You don't know a lot about making love to snails. I didn't know that fish or other things can fuse with each other. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't know that either until I made this, like, absolutely nuts. How do they do that? Fuse and stab and, isn't it, like, was it, okay, this is maybe, no, it's on topic. Isn't a duck penis? Like a spiral corkscrew yeah, of like death. A, it's a corkscrew, and female. It, it kind of needs to be that, isn't it prehensile? I don't know. Don't quote me on the prehensility. Um, but like the female uh, duck's vagina is like a labyrinth. Like there's like dead ends and short stops, and it just Sh- not the- short stops like baseball. <laughs> it's like hey, <laughs> with a tiny duck in there with a catcher's mitt. Nope, nope. Hey. <laughs> you're, you're out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, because, like, I don't know. I don't know why they would need that. Why would, why wouldn't you want to make it easy in nature, like, as a species? That's why the corkscrew goes in there. Yeah. Because the corkscrew can just, it's like one of those, like, maze, maze finder <laughs> algorithms that just, like, pokes around with the corkscrew maybe motion. The, maybe the reason humans are so dominant on Earth is because we just got the straight shot. That's it. We don't have to... A simple love needle. Uh, the only maze we have to navigate is our social maze. Mm. The social framework we set up for ourselves. And our our mating rituals must be the weirdest in the animal kingdom. Let's, let's face it. Do beers on purpose. A lot of the stuff we just discussed wasn't entirely... <laughs> None of it would be acceptable for humans, for sure. But a lot of it was either violent or non-consensual. But again, they're snails. So, like, can they... what? It's just weird to it's the stuff that is weird to us. But like our mating rituals compare like if that's if all the animal kingdom is just like kinda going up and humping a leg. Our mating rituals are by far the weirdest, right? Like we like to have have human exceptionalism where like we're uh, we're normal. Everything else is weird. But like other animals probably looking at us like just courting and they're like, What the hell? Yeah. Some humans wait many moons. Years even. Yeah. Like you have to build a little bower. Yeah. But it's just a you build a bower and then sell it and take the money from that and buy a ring. You have to <laughs> sign a document. Yeah, you have to <laughs> sign paperwork. In some places. We have the mm, weirdest some places. In some cultures. I think I'm talking myself into free love. That's what it sounds like <laughs> to me. Let's all become hermaphrodites and then we can just choose in our relationships who's the who will accept we the can sperm. Stab each other with our love darts. <laughs> yeah. Love darts. That's what it is. I've been calling it love needles. <laughs> oh no, it still is a love needle. Yeah, but it's a love needle. It's okay. Uh, what's the the gross. other one that I've heard that is maybe a myth, and maybe you found this in your research? Is the cat penis is apparently it's a barbed. really weird. It's barbed. Yeah, and dog penises. That's a have real a little, thing. Yeah, and dog penises have like not barbs, but they have something called a knot at the bottom. I learned this because I recently became a dog owner, and my puppy sometimes rocks a half chub and i was like he has a tumor but it's just his <laughs> i was like didn't we cut his balls out like how does he have a little bulge at the bottom of his wang 
see when you see the penis start like poking out of your dog. No, he like, doesn't. No, he doesn't get full. He doesn't He's get erections like that. <laughs> no, that was like my dog when I was a kid. I definitely oh. saw it. Like you know, if, if anyone who hasn't seen a dog wang, um, they are bright red and look inflamed. But <laughs> no, the terrifying. bottom you can see inside of the dog. <laughs> the, there's like a little bump the at, the ba- at the base cover. of it. No, it's there's a bump at the base of it. That's actually part of the wang. It's called the knot. And it serves the same purpose as the barbs. Like once you're in, that knot kind of expands and it can't come out. Which are like again, animals. Yo, chill. <laughs> Buy me a drink first. Yeah. Not that that would entitle you to use your knot. God damn. Dogs need knot. to chill out. Yep. Nature's badass, but absolutely brutal. Like I don't know. I don't want to be a part of nature. I'm I'm down with human exceptionalism. Let's keep signing paperwork. I just talked myself out of free love thanks to my dog. Mm, you know, le- like let's talk you back into it just in the sense of like dogs are definitely not homophobic ever. No, my dog they just humps hump everything. whatever. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if it's another dog. Yeah, like, they'll hump your leg. Yeah, my puppy Beans was about four and a half months and he like humped like, the first puppy he met like close to face to face uh, it was my girlfriend's neighbor's dog um he started humping we were like whoa 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 this puppy doesn't even know what he's doing yet and our trainer was present and she was like ha, ha 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 you fools you fools they practice their sexual stuff their entire life like they're gearing up for it but they don't even know what they're doing he's like i'm just gonna hump everything it's not mm-hmm. like he's even horny yet he hasn't even hit like puberty he's just like i know that this is the thing yeah, like it's just an instinct. It's like mm-hmm. it's just a drive. It's just a drive. An my, animalistic drive. My mom's dog, who is a female, used to hump all the male dogs. Like just would mount and hump the male dogs. And it's weird. Is that an instinct no, for female dogs dude, too? Dude, it is. I remember the first dog that humped my leg. Ah, my was race. a girl dog? It was a girl dog. She was in heat and she just like humped my leg. I was like, dude, you, if you're in heat and therefore you want to get laid, you should probably get better at this. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. A, not a dog. B, not interested. And C, that's a leg. You're not the humper. Were you wearing you're shorts at the time? I was wearing shorts at the oh, time. I feel like that makes it so much worse. <laughs> it, it was pretty bad. I was pretty appalled. And this was like, I was like 12, and it was like a massive full grown. I think it was like a golden retriever and one of the bigger breeds. Like, Can you mix. imagine if it fused to your leg? <laughs> No, I don't want to imagine <laughs> that's that. what our dogs did. If they got you real good, they would just fuse to you. <laughs> like, oh and man, you'd have to supply them with blood while they supplied <laughs> your yeah, legs. The reason we sperm. have to neuter and spay our pets is because, like, we'll just end up with a bunch of hideous chimera creatures just like wobbling around the street. <laughs> Horrifying. All right, I'm anyway. loving this, but I feel like we're probably scaring a bunch of listeners away. Yeah. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day, everyone. Uh, <laughs> I think we should probably talk about something uh, beneficial to society and kind of related to our jobs in the next segment. Let's do it. Theodora, hit it. And we're back with some beautiful harp music, Theodora. Though I'm sure to our listeners it just sounded like our normal interlude music. I can assure you, Theodora was playing on her Byzantine harp. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, mm-hmm. at least. For us, at least. It was ghostly. Unfortunately, she is a ghost, so all we heard was, oh, yeah. no matter what noise she makes. <laughs> um, the curse of being trapped in ghost form, not being able to communicate your music. 
What are we talking about today, Ryan? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about sexual violence on campus, um, which is a little bit of a scary topic, but it is one that we need to talk about because it's not often talked about um, in public settings like this. And we actually have seen in the past five years a few reports come out that say one in five women on campus and one in four uh, transgender persons experience sexual violence on campus during their studies. And that number is terrifying. That is really high. Yeah. Super crazy. Um, and I feel like as males on campus, you and I don't even see that. And I wouldn't have even ever thought about that. But to many of our female listeners, they're probably like, yep, that makes sense. Crazy. Yeah. It is a crazy thing. Yeah, it's dawning on me that maybe we're... <laughs> We're not the most qualified to talk about the experience of uh, that has led to this advocacy, so we we'll, won't spend too much time on on that. But you know, obviously, that's horrible. Um, but we uh, do spend a lot of time advocating surrounding this. Yeah, and uh, so one of the things that we've seen is kind of the response to this is that governments make policies to try and stop this that are punitive, so they punish the person who did it, which which is great. Right. Like we want the person to be punished so that it makes an example of them. They don't do it again. Other people see that bad stuff happens when you act like a dick. So other people don't do it. But the other part of it that everyone seems to be forgetting is you got to also protect the person who just went through this terrible, terrible thing. Um, right now at lots of schools across Alberta, we see, you know, students who experience sexual violence and then the person who did it to them gets to stay in class and they have to stay in class with that person for like the next two years. And that's so brutal. Yeah. Just going in the same room as that person would be incredibly traumatic. Yeah. Um, and wow. Like, I mean, as much as we should be just like, you know, chemi chemically castrating the predators, uh, we do have to be looking after the, um, survivors. And, uh, that's where I, we have been, that's kind of where we've been focusing on with our advocacy, especially Survivor through our partners. Yeah, survivor-centric um, protections. And we've been doing this through um, a couple of avenues here at SAIT, for sure, but also um, majorly through our advocacy at the provincial level with our provincial advocacy partners through the Alberta Student Executive Council, ASEC. Um, last year, SAIT's append a document alongside ASEC outlining a, a slew of survivor-centric protections that uh, we would like to see mandated by the ministry. Um and maybe you could tell us a little bit uh, more about those, Ryan. Yeah, so we actually, we've brought these to the Minister of Advanced Education, and our Premier has seen them. The Minister on the Status of Women in Alberta has seen them as well. And they love it, and they're talking the talk. They're going to push these through and make these happen and make sure that we can lower that stat. Um, I guess raise that stat, lower that stat. How do fractions work? Anyways, uh, we want less people to experience sexual violence and uh, we think there's going to be some progress. This is a pretty weird year, though. It's uh was a big ticket item last year, but it seems to be moving really slow this year. Is it because of the pandemic? Probably. Yes. But yes. we would like to see some some sort of movement um, on this. Yeah, it is probably because of the pandemic. Yeah. It makes sense. We were we were essentially uh, we were hoping to see movement on it. Mm, I won't give exact dates and stuff, uh, but like we were seeing, hoping to see movement on it sometime mm -hmm. late last year. Um, slash mid to late last year and uh unfortunately yeah we were told that it had been shifted down the uh agenda mm -hmm. with covid and then 
Um, there have been various other road bumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are hoping to see progress on it, and uh, we should see movement on this yeah. pretty soon. We're hoping to see it um, hopefully sometime next year. Um, ideally, we this is just like one of the many – I think one of the lessons I've learned in this pandemic is just like, yeah, all of our own individual lives have been affected, but so much good work has been interrupted. Just like, paused completely. Take the vaccine, not just so you can go visit your family, but so that we can get sexual violence protections for people on yeah. campus. Like those two things in people's minds aren't linked, but like everything ties back to ending this and like mm-hmm. getting it so that the government has time to actually institute the changes that we have been hoping to see. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about what some of our actual recommendations are. So... Our first one is a specific immunity clause for minor drug and alcohol use. Yeah, I mean, we don't... So the, right now, there's, like, let's say uh, a, a sexual violence incident occurs when you're at a party. Maybe there are underage drinkers there. Maybe it's in res. Maybe it's in res. Um, maybe maybe it's on a sports team trip. Yeah. Maybe it's on a Trojans trip. Maybe. Yeah, and you're not supposed to be uh, drinking. Maybe you're. Maybe there's just an illicit substance there. Um, it, it used to be as simple as just pot. Um, but you know, now, now that's legal. Like, let's say it's, you were just at a, uh, even if you're just at a, a rave nearby, um, and, and, uh, you know, you're doing M, a little bit of M, um, there's a lot of people in the past who have been not unable to report, um, incidents transpiring because they're worried that they're going to face re- repercussions. And they do sometimes yeah. face repercussions. And how brutal is that? Like, oh, I had to, I had to choose between protecting someone who I know was, hurt in one of the most heinous ways that can they that a human can hurt another person mm-hmm. or save myself from getting in trouble for being around some people doing some drugs mm-hmm. or maybe having some drinks in in raz like yeah or i think nuts. i think the one about uh i don't think it happens at state maybe it does but the ones about consuming alcohol on a, a sports team trip, because typically on a sports team, like out of town trip, they're not allowed to drink at all. Yeah. So if they did drink a little bit, even if it's just a little bit, they can't come forward or say anything. Because if they accuse someone else of sexual violence, but then they also have to admit that they were drinking, they are also punished, which is so unfair. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's that it, like what you were around, literally no context matters in this crime like these kind sorts of crimes doesn't matter if you if you were drinking or or you were allowed to drink it doesn't matter and nothing matters other than the crime itself Mm -hmm. so removing this worry and this barrier between people and and uh reporting this kind of heinous act is really important Mm -hmm. okay here's uh another one that is uh, a really important one is an anonymous and third-party complaint option. So allowing somebody who maybe witnessed it or or uh, wasn't directly involved with it to report this and allowing somebody to remain, you know, anonymous because people are scared when they want to do this, when they want to report somebody. It's a big deal. Yeah, see something, say something. Yeah. Or just another barrier removed um, between seeing, uh, again, something terrible and making sure that something's done about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people are scared of being, you know, judged by the institution or by whatever because some people have weird standards. Or even if there's an existing, like, let's say it's you witness something terrible happen between, you know, two members of your friend group. Yeah. And they're kind of playing it off because, unfortunately, 
we live in a society where sometimes it gets played off. It's just like, oh, you know, that happens. It's just like, no, this is not normal. Um, And unfortunately, we face situations where, like, people, this group can kind of circle and defend the abuser. Mm -hmm. And having that anonymity in in, in reporting is is a big, important step there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of the least we can do, frankly. Yeah, absolutely. Here's Here's a really interesting example that really... I think makes you think if a student were to be insulted by an instructor, the student might not want to report the incident for fear of not being believed and repercussions on their academic standing. Yeah. Scary. Super scary. Yeah. I mean, that's literally choosing between your own future and making sure justice is done. Yeah. Somebody does something inappropriate to you, but you have no proof of it other than the he said, she said kind of evidence. So you want to report it, but then maybe you're not believed and then when you're not believed, are you worried that that instructor who did that terrible thing to you is going to like treat you badly in another way? Probably. They've already done it once. So yeah, you have re- good reason to believe it. And these are these are just in in my opinion and I think it's a good opinion. These are the baseline. Just baseline. Like the idea that this isn't and, and we should be fair to institutions on an institution to institution basis. There are some protect some of these protections other institutions may have more or less but it's not mandated and it's not standardized and the fact that it hasn't been yet is distressing incredibly distressing yeah and like just uh, i i have to like say like okay yeah there's covid we're pushing it back but like for years prior to covid uh, plenty of administrations were lackadaisical in putting through any of these standardized practices and that is ethically repugnant and they just seem so straightforward they're so easy yeah just protect survivors yeah protect people who are reporting make sure that justice can be carried out and people don't have to choose between that justice and their own uh careers their personal lives um their own state of mind or their position in society we just this is baseline stuff mm-hmm. uh, i'm getting a little up, up in arms about this right now but damn it <laughs> like this, this is really important but it is why we want to see progress on it right away even during covid yeah because there are still people in res people as much as we might not want to believe it people are still seeing each other sometimes yep. and they're scared of you know reporting something like this because they might have been breaking covid restrictions yeah i wonder how many things have gone unreported this year because it was during lockdown like again the context does not matter in these crimes you cannot say well x or y like it's just needs to be handled so yeah um the the other kind of the last thing i wanted to talk about and we'll talk about this real quickly before jumping over to headlines is the sexual violence support and sensitivity training for all those involved in the complaint process and it seems like this is something that lots of our listeners might be like, oh, people are pretty sensitive nowadays. Like we don't have to worry about that. But just, I guess, six years ago, seven years ago now, is that a long time? I think that's pretty recent. It's as long as I've been in Calgary. Yeah. Okay. Pretty recent. Um, Robin Camp, a former judge in Alberta, was not well informed on the laws surrounding consent and notoriously misspoke in 2014 and shamed survivors of sexual violence by asking the victim why she couldn't keep her knees together. And that's recent. And that's brutal. I can't even respond to that. That's disgusting. Yeah. 
That is... Ugh. But it just shows that there still are people out there who like don't treat this as a serious issue and blame the victim. Instead of like oh. taking taking it seriously and supporting the person who went through this terrible thing and has to be brave to come forward with it, they um they shame the victim. Frankly, so. asking any question other than where is the perpetrator and how soon can I kick the shit out of him <laughs> is like not on topic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Definitely. justice isn't kicking the shit out of people in this society. We throw them in jail, but like that's my question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I still do believe in in due process, right? You're you're not of course you're not, of course this yeah. is just this is you know these are protections in that need to be built into the system um for when someone for has when someone been has proven been guilty pro- yeah and even if they haven't yet been proven yeah, guilty in the process trial, in the process like let's we have to make protections under the instance where they are yeah because we can't make laws for the exception yeah exactly so that's uh one of the big things that we wanted to talk about um after talking about some scary animal sexual fris- friskicity, um, now we talk about some scary human friskicity <sighs> on campus. Uh, but let's, uh, should we jump over to headlines? <laughs> I thought you were referring to headlines, which is why I was just like, oh no. <laughs> headlines is often terrible stuff humans have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost always. I, I was like, I don't know, this is one to one. Yeah, we promised these headlines will not be related to the topic we just discussed. Hit it, Theodora. We're going to do a quick, hot, uh, uh, rapid-fire round from the U.S. Capitol insurgency and insurrection and seditious acts that happened uh, at the beginning of January. Um is uh, pretty much everything that happened that day well uh historically poor for democracy um and tragic in their misled intentions um was pretty surreally hilarious um man died at u.s capitol after accidentally tasering himself it's sad. It's uh, it's sad, it's sad but that they died. Di- but sad. The problem with all these sad, headlines funny. is they died, and like we're trained not to like it when people die, because that's probably and that's probably a good reaction. Um, he did taser himself though. Uh, Giuliani condemns capital violence day after calling for trial by combat. <laughs> Yeah. Woman trampled to death at U.S. Capitol held flag that read "Don't tread on me." That one's oh, brutal. That one's just <laughs> rough. No, trampling is a terrible way to die. I thought trampling was reserved for Black Friday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, we laugh when people get trampled for Black Friday, but because this is so tied to politics, now I can't be like. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now it is sad someone died. See, that's the problem with all these headlines. If she was trampled to critical condition, we could laugh at this as much as we want. Yeah, we can't because of the the died part. Yeah, too bad this domestic terrorist died. Um, confused Americans think the rioter's name who stole podium from U.S. Capitol is Via Getty. <laughs> the, f- the famous <laughs> domestic terrorist, Via Getty. Yeah, Via Getty. Oh, he made Getty images. <laughs> That's him. That's apparently I, I read a thing the other day that that guy's actually a Florida man. He is a Florida man. That's crazy. Classic. So that 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 headline could be Via Getty, Florida man steals 
podium. Yeah, the guy from Arkansas who had he just put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. A dude from I think Tennessee read her emails. Um, someone else was in Mitch McConnell's office smoking a weed vape. Oh my god! god. What happened to the guy wearing the like fur hat? That dude? Oh, did he get arrested yet? He's a QAnon cultist. Did he get arrested yet? Um, I don't know yet. They call him the Q Shaman. Um, he is covered in Norse tattoos, which, unfortunately, for the for my uh, friends who might just like Norse imagery, is <laughs> he's a white supremacist. <laughs> um, not great. Um, and here's the best part: the supporters of the domestic terrorists at the Capitol um, say that he was Antifa because he was at a Black Lives Matter uh, march earlier in the year. Um, the part of the image that they crop out, though, is that he was holding a sign that says "Q sent me," and he was counter. Yeah, no counter protesters famously ever showed up to Black Lives Matter marches. <laughs> is the Q Q N on thing linked to PizzaGate? It is. QAnon is linked to everything in the deluded minds of the people who believe it. So Q uh, is this random Twitter account that started, or like maybe it was a 4chan account, um, that claimed to be this insider in the deep state um, to reveal this deep state of elitist, Satanist, pedophile uh, blood drinkers who run America, um, who all happen to be Donald Trump's opponents. Um, Q was later revealed to be the founder of 8chan, who's a famous troll. Um, and unfortunately for my faith in humanity, uh, it is spread like wildfire through the people internet because still people follow are, it. people are just stupid. And is that the, what's it? The Wayfair? Is it the Wayfair scandal too, where people uh, think like crazy high prices on furniture are actually just you purchasing children? <laughs> I did not know about that, but I bet. <laughs> I bet and like, that's have... why they're high prices. Cause it's actually just a front. It's oh like, Oh God. yeah, you want a desk? Well, it's a $12,000 desk. So why wouldn't someone you have a child and... on the side. Why wouldn't with someone this? just like buy that and then like test get it and test it and just get the kid and be like, Oh, I oh, got him. Got him. It's true. Or that where there's no kid. And so it's not true. It's like these <laughs> conspiracy theorists. The, the problem is like, you never meet people these days. And this is like totally social media's fault. You never meet people who are just like, you know, I, I'm not so sure that JFK wasn't put down by the CIA, or something like that. Like that's something plausible to me. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a fun little conspiracy theory. It's always someone like, everyone's a pedophile. All of my opponents drink blood. Um, they eat pizza made out of human babies. Um, we never landed on the moon Pepperoni. and that is tied back to the fact that you are a lizard and you don't know it like it's just like they believe everything yeah like it's just this whole class of society that believes whatever they want to now yeah they um, just choose they're like yeah that sounds cooler than what we have now yeah all my political opponents i don't have to take serious because because they, they're literally the the incarnation of everything that could be wrong in the world like that's gotta yeah. that's gotta be accurate um Anyway, I don't want to talk about Q more than is necessary because it just lends authority. Um, New South Wales Health recommends couples stay 1.5 meters apart, that's 4.9 feet, for COVID-safe sex. That one's on the lines of uh, Valentine's Day. If you can have sex... If you're getting frisky, stay... How far away was that? 4.9 feet. If you can have sex from 4.9 feet away, call a doctor. Fair. Like, getting an erection would make you pass out from blood loss or an adult entertainment company that you are 
you're gonna make bank. <laughs> Call a doctor or the valley. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's it? Premier Legault said he expects Quebec's homeless population to be indoors during curfew hours. <laughs> hmm. Something doesn't seem right on that one. Jamiroquai, lead singer JK, denies he was at Capitol Riots after fans mistake him for man in Horned Helmet. I think we covered the Horned Helmet guy, we but did. that is so hilarious. The barbarian. The it was crazy like, white supremacist barbarian. I was watching uh, <laughs> I was watching the Twitterverse going live, and it was just like, I guess I can't wi- dress up as Jamiroquai this Halloween. <laughs> crazy. Uh, uh, we'll end it off with a Florida man, bud. As always, as is tradition, Florida man says three syringes found in his rectum aren't his. Place out, Theodora. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. show on spotify and apple podcasts if you do it might appear in future episodes got a question or feedback for us shoot us a message through sata.com slash podcast your question might be included on a future episode as well if you haven't already subscribe to the asterisk on apple podcasts spotify or any fine podcast monger of your choice thanks to sate's legacy 88 committee for the gear to produce this episode this podcast is supported by you so thank you for listening this is liam Signing off.